This is the Peak Signing Agents Podcast. My name is Derek Van Otten. I'm a six-figure loan signing agent, and I own a six-figure national signing service. My goal is to help you become a peak signing agent. Welcome. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Peak Signing Agents Podcast, where I am giving you information on how to become a peak signing agent. And I have a peak signing agent joining me today. I've got Brett Reitler, a signing agent from Denver, Colorado, and host of the Loan Signing Hustle Podcast. Brett, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We've been working on getting this together for a while, so I'm excited to be here. Yes, you had me on your podcast a few weeks ago, and that was a blast. Uh, I'm I'm a big believer in making sure that everyone is self-improving and getting tips and information. And there's platforms like like podcasts and YouTube videos that provide that information. And so people that are listening and watching to this podcast... I encourage you to listen and watch other podcasts as well because I do. One of the podcasts that I listen to is the Loan Signing Hustle podcast. I was getting great information from that and I reached out to Brett and said, man, I'm really enjoying your podcast. I'm like binging it all. I'm almost done with it all. And then you asked me to come on. I enjoyed it. And so now now that my listeners are, have gone up, I've said, okay, now it's worth your time uh, to come on mine so that I can share your podcast. But also, would love to know more about your story Brett, how did you become a loan signing agent? Well, it all started in 2020. Um, around September in 2020, my brother came out to see me here in Denver. And him and I have always had an entrepreneur-like mindset. Mm. And he was like, there is a video I need to show you. Um, I think it's viable way of making income and i said all right hit me and he showed me mark will's video of um i think it was loan signing agent alex oh yeah and he made i think 10 yeah like ten thousand dollars in a month and i was like no way (laughs) there is no way that (laughs) a notary public is making $10,000 in a month. Were you notary already or not? So, as, no. Okay. I I think within five days after that, I got my commission, I bought Mark's course, and I just dove right in. Okay. So, crazy. after watching that video, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. But after watching that video, I was like, okay, how many title offices are near me? What does this look like in my area? And so I started Googling and saw that there was Fidelity, First Integrity, uh-huh. Guardian, Canyon Title, so many. And each one of them have about four or five offices. So I knew that there was a way to make this kind of income if if I put in the work. So... You tell me that you looked at the local title offices. Did you go direct from the get-go? No. So I initially started with signing services because I wanted to get my feet wet. And I was actually terrified to do my first closing. Right. (laughs) So you were terrified to do your first closing. How did you get over it? Well, one, you just got to do it. So I had... My first closing was a refinance um, 
out of California. So they were visiting, they were staying in a hotel in downtown Denver. I didn't know what to expect, but it was about 180 documents, 180 wow. pages. Yeah, so that took me about two to three hours, and I did oh, wow. miss something on it. <laughs> After all that time, you still missed something and had to go back? Yes. So I ended up calling him up and was like, hey, <laughs> I need this signed. And they were super cool about it. They're like, well, we're flying out at like 7 a.m., so... Um, I just had to make it work. And I was working 50 to 60 hours as an account manager oh. at my other job. So I was kind of stressed out because, you know, my employer didn't know I was doing something on the side and um, it was kind of a mess, but I got it done. And that was my first <laughs> closing. Wow. That, that is an experience. Can I ask how much you got paid for that job? Yeah. Um, I believe it was, I think it was about $80. Okay. All right. So yeah. after your first experience, it was 180 pages. That's, that's a pretty good size packet. Um, was it like mixed letter and legal size? It was, okay. and <laughs> it was a disaster getting my printer. So I made sure I had everything, the scanner, my brother printer before I even accepted anything. Uh -huh. I thought I had it all figured out, yes. but when I received the documents before, it was printing out all messed up. I had my Mac that I was using, and um, Macs aren't very uh, user-friendly when it comes to printing legal and letters simultaneously. Right. I, I Just this week, I've had two messages or phone calls asking me that just will just try to help me asking me to help them troubleshoot their printer settings. And one of the people I've never even talked to before, ever. And I'm like, how did you get my number? Like, <laughs> like this is so random. Um, yeah, it's funny how many, so many people even in total have contacted me to say, I don't know how to print. And I'm like, I don't know why you guys think I'm a printing expert, but I'll give you some tips that I think might help. Um, yeah, I always tell people, Hey, make sure that you've, you've tested your scanner and printer before accepting. It's great that you got it, but let's make sure you test it before you go out and accept your first offer. That's funny. Exactly. And I did test it, but I just, it didn't work out. And I ended up having to get um, a Microsoft Surface okay. that I only use for um, loan documents because my Apple products were not working. I was spending so many hours trying to figure it out. And then there is a really cool document separator um, on, I think it's some notary website, but notary it separates notary. the legal and letter. Yes. Okay. And I think that's what saved me that day. Ah, okay. All right. I, uh, my, my, my first signing, it was, they said it was a refinance, it ended up being a reverse mortgage. And, or no, maybe it, was, oh. maybe it was a VA. It was a VA, but it had like over 200 pages. Next letter legal. I had no idea, right? This is my, and I never took a course. I just purely just like, I'm, I, I got this. Um, went out there. <laughs> it took about, a, yeah, it took about an hour to get through it and didn't know really what I was doing. And I didn't get paid for it. That was, that was my first signing experience. I didn't get paid for it. My second signing was a reverse mortgage. And 
um, mixed with letter and legal. I didn't know about that little flap on the end of the printer. So I went to the bathroom, came back <laughs> out, and everything was on the floor. And did you like, have to reorganize it? I had to reorganize. I thought, what's better? I, I can't remember what I did. I just was thinking, what's going to be faster, reorganizing or reprinting? I think I reorganized <laughs> it because <laughs> I hate wasting paper. So I think I ended up reorganizing. Of course. But and know. those reverse mortgages have sometimes upwards of 200 pages, if not more at times. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that one, I don't think I got paid for that one. No, that one I, did, that one I didn't think I got paid for. But out of my first 10 signings, four of them I didn't even get paid for. So it was, uh, it was experience. Um, so, so your first experience, um, that was quite the ordeal. Two to three hours signing. Did you have to do scan backs mm-hmm. as well? I did. So yes. And I think that's where they picked up oh, that I had missed. You had to go back. Mm-hmm. You got paid $80. What did you think after all that? Yeah. After all of that, you got paid $80. What did you think about it? I loved it. I I knew going in after taking Mark's course that it might take a little bit of time because, you know, you don't really know the documents in full detail at that point. So here you are in front of the clients and I was just doing my best to be professional and reassure them that I knew what I was doing so they wouldn't know that it was my first signing. So if you are out there and a notary going to do your first closing, just be confident because they don't know um, that you've never done it before. And they're not aware of that unless you make it very apparent and say, hey, I've never done this before. And it'll probably make them feel more uncomfortable if you make a statement like that. True. Yeah, that is a good point. (laughs) Um, so, so you did your first signing a little disastrous, I guess, I guess you could say, but ended up going well. Um, you, then you started doing some more signings. You started getting more comfortable. Is is, is that right? I, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. So I was only signed up on signing services. I did my best to sign up upwards of about a hundred signing services and, I was getting texts and mainly just texts about, are you available? But it was really hard because at my job, I was working 50, 60 hours a week and I had to really be particular about what I accepted. And it usually would have to be after 5 p.m., X, Y, and Z. So I got to a point where um, I just kind of jumped off the cliff. I was making six figures as an account manager before, and I just gave it all up to run this business. And um, I did that after I had a few direct clients. And yeah, that's kind of where my business journey began. And my previous business life ended. So you always had an entrepreneurial spirit. You got a job, you're making six figures, you you decided because you wanted extra money or you wanted to go back to an entrepreneurial life's career's lifestyle. That's why you went to loan signings or just for extra money? My whole thing behind it was the freedom of my life. And I've always had that entrepreneur mindset because I love 
the freedom of being able to spend time with friends and family when it allows. And that job was kind of just taking all of my time, all of my energy. And I really saw this as an opening to eventually build up back to that income and then hopefully um, exceed it at one point when I've put in enough hard work. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So how long were you doing it before you quit? For example, like, were you getting more consistent signing opportunities or you realized like, okay, I'm getting opportunities, but I'm at work. So I'm not able to take those. Like where, 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 where did the balance come from when you said, okay, it's time for me to quit? After I did about 20, um, closings from oh, signing services, okay. I went direct oh. and w- was like, you know, it's now or never, if I'm going to do this, just go direct. That's where the money is. You keep the whole fee. And um, so after 20, that's when I went direct. And then I started getting, I think my first client was Fidelity. And that was a disaster. (laughs) Why? Because when I signed up with Fidelity, I, um, they have a subcontractor um, contract, and I didn't read that it was paying only $50 a closing oh. for your first year. Now, this might just be a local thing. It might not be in other states, but that's what my contract had. And I started working with two escrow officers, Megan and Sophia, and then I sent my invoicings for like 10 closings they gave me the first few weeks. Nice. And they were not the escrow officers, but um, the accounts payable was like, why are you billing us for $125, $150? And I said, well, the branch manager said I could charge in between this rate. Well, the branch manager didn't know I signed the subcontractor for oh. $50. So they said we love Brett so much that they pushed everything through. They put me on as a vendor, which is great for my signing service now. And um, I was able to then collect the fees, but I wasn't getting paid for about two to three months because it was a whole process with their um, compliance team. Oh, boy. Well, it's nice that they worked with you and, and got taken care of. Yeah, they're my biggest client now, so <laughs> it, it was worth it, but it was a little bit of a struggle because that was going on when I left my job, so, so then income, income was no kind of hard. And, mm-hmm. So I was really hustling to build relationships, get into other title companies, and get to a stable point and that's ultimately why i created the loan signing hustle podcast all right and if you don't mind sharing what was something that you would do when you would walk in to get your direct clients was there something that you said or was there like a pitch or something from the loan signing system that worked for you what was it that kind of worked for you as you walked into the title companies so i knew that i had to have everything built up with my business. So I started my LLC, got my uh, tax identification number. I made business cards. Um, They were really nice and thick. I was like, if I'm going to do it, 
try to do the best quality as possible. Nice. And um, we have Voodoo Donuts here in Denver, Colorado. Okay. And every morning, yeah, every morning they give away their old day old donuts for um, six to ten dollars. So I was getting their boxes um, and filling up these voodoo donuts. And I would go in and say, hey, I'm here to meet with the brand manager. I have to drop these off um, for them. They're like, yeah, let me just go get some someone. And almost every time I've gone into an office, I've never been stopped at the front desk. Great. Um, And has every single office you went into gave you business? Um, not every office. Recently, after the interest rates started going up, when I've been marketing um, over the past seven months, there are offices that are smaller. Yeah. And they said, hey, we are not pushing as much business right now. So... I mean, at that point, um, I just move forward and would go to the next client. Got it. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's a kind of a a question where I knew I knew the answer. Where yeah, not every person's going to go. You can walk in with the best donuts, and they're still not going to give you business. But like what you just said, you just move on to the next one, though. There's nothing you can do about that, right? You just got to move on to the next one. There's plenty of offices out there, and even the ones I've already gone into, I will go back in and I have earned new clients by doing that. Nice. Um, as I have marketed over the times. And let's give a shout out to your company, Signatures USA. Is that, is that right? Yes. Perfect. No, yep. Signatures USA. I just think I just caught something you said a few minutes ago. Did you just start your signing service then? I did. So I'm in, in the works of starting my signing service. Um, and possibly getting the escrow officers that I've been working with over the past year and a half to use me for their out-of-state closings. Awesome. When we're done recording, if you want some tips on that, let me know, and I can give you some on tips. On I that, do have a lot transition. of questions okay. for you. All right, no problem. I'll be happy to help my friend. <laughs> oh, that's exciting, man. I'm so excited for you to, to start that endeavor now. That's, that's incredible. Well, good for you. Uh, so yeah, so how, now how long have you been a signing agent how long have you been a signing agent? And then real quick, tell me the timeline from the time you started with that first one that took two to three hours uh, until the time you quit. Was that the 20s? Like you did 20 signings and then you quit and marketed? Or when did the quitting begin? And then how long have you been doing it total? So I got my commission um, September 22nd of 2020. Oh. So it hasn't, it, it'll be two years in September. Nice. And um, I quit my job in March of 2021. Okay, it's so about six months. Okay, about six months. Yes. Nice. That's great. And then you be, and then you went yeah. direct. Um, uh, so you market direct. Still doing signing services as well as they come in, probably. Um, yes. Then that, that, that's a you know a process. really. Yeah, a really important thing is with the signing services. I love them. Because your schedule isn't always booked up, you know, six per day um, with just direct clients. And it might be. I'm just not at that stage yet. But 
in between on my schedule, I love signing services because if I've been opening between two and four and they call me, then that is just extra income and it builds up. So I've been using both as a platform for, um, you know, income and kind of balancing everything out. Yeah, it's a transition process. You know, as, as you go direct from you working with signing services, you're still gonna get notifications coming your way. If there's an opening your schedule, why not take it? I'm always, I always tell people around me, like I'm an ambassador here in Utah, and I always tell people they ask me about going direct, and and, and I say, yeah, you know, do it. But just realize if you're available at 2 p.m. and you have a signing come at you at 2 p.m. for you know ninety dollars. Ninety dollars is better than zero dollars, you know. I'm, I know you want that one twenty-five, one fifty, two hundred dollar direct fee, but why not take it if your avail- availability is open? Why not? Being humble is going to get you so far, and ninety dollars for a one-hour appointment yeah. is amazing. It's amazing money. So I don't know why people wouldn't take it if they're open, but I, I average maybe one hundred fifty dollars per signing. Um, and I'm not too good for a $90 offer that comes my way and I, and I have an open slot. I'm not too good for it. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. Right. <laughs> my, in fact, if my wife found out I didn't take it, she'd probably hit me, you know? <laughs> so That's a nice meal. That's a nice dinner you oh, could go to. Yeah. You know, people, you know, I don't, people, people get a little, a little bougie sometimes, uh, a little spoiled with, with how the market was, uh, you know, when, when you, you're getting 20 offers a day coming at you and. And now that it's slowed down, even then, I still was like, I'll, I'll take a look at any offer comes my way. I'll, I'll take a glance at it. You know, I'm not, I'm not too good for anything. Right. So that, that's the right mentality. Right. So, so under two years now, you've, you've been a signing agent. When did the podcast come about? The podcast came about in December. Um, it kind of was birthed the first of this year. And um, so January it just came about. Yeah, okay. so I released the first three episodes, like, December 31st. Ah, okay. So it was kind of like a New Year's resolution for me because I had been hustling for the past year at that point to really grow my business, and I was looking on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I was like, there is nobody out here doing podcasts on loan signing um work right and i really wanted to be a part of the community and hopefully inspire people and help other people out by sharing my journey through the whole process got it got it that's that's very nice in fact that's what also i i was also thinking of when i started this podcast i was like is there even podcasts out because i i I consume nothing but podcasts (laughs) like audiobooks a little bit, but like ninety percent of what I'm doing on the road is is podcasts. There's so much great information out there, and I was looking around and I and I found your podcast um, along with uh, uh, Brian Schooley's podcast. I'm trying to look. I can't even can't even find it in here. Um, can, can you remind me the name of that podcast? Oh, um, I think his is the Loan Signing Dude. Yes, that's it. Gosh. Or that Loan Signing Dude. That Loan Signing Dude podcast, and so. So yeah, yeah I, I subscribed to both of your podcasts right away. So I was listening to a couple. I listened to both of yours, and I was like, "Oh, I like I like both of these guys." And then I found out you guys are both loan signing system students, like I am. I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty dope." And um, and, and I started binging it. Yeah, you, you you provided great content, so I was I was binging it. You got a great voice, by the way. You got a great voice for podcasting. 
I like it. Well, he's got a great face for, for, for video as well, so don't 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 forget that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's it's a learning curve. So there, I was a little apprehensive at first because I was like, how are people going to receive this content? Am I being too serious? Am I this or that? I'm kind of always very hard on myself. So um, as you know, starting your podcast now, you just grow with it over time and you become more comfortable. Yes. So that's kind of the the stage I'm in right now, really finding my podcasting self. That's great, man. Well, that's, that's good. And, and you provide great content. I enjoy listening to it. And I encourage, like I said, everyone that's that's plugging in, you know, keep seeking out information to be on the road. If you're on the road a lot, like like we are, you know, I, I call ourselves road warriors because we're on the road a lot, driving, putting on miles. I think last year I put 30,000 miles on my vehicle, on my mobile office. And... Um, I'm just listening to, to nothing just to keep my, my brain sharp, right? It's just constantly listening to things. So so I listen to, to your podcast along with so many other podcasts because it's like I, I, want, I, I thirst for information and knowledge and then hearing other people's points of view and perspectives. So I'm also a big donut guy. I, I'm, I'm all about giving donuts out as well to, <laughs> to my offices. So, I'm, so, I, so I bonded with that idea right away. But just like hearing your podcast and your stories... I was getting ideas like, oh, I could do this better. I can do this different. And so that's, that's why I think it's great that people have these platforms that we can get on and people can grab information from all different sources, hear different perspectives and ideas to help grow our businesses and learn off each other's businesses. I always, I love that aspect of it all. I don't know if you feel the same way. And you're, you're exactly right. When we're on the road and driving, you know, it is so good to keep your brain sharp by, like you said, audiobooks, podcasting. And when you're starting out in the loan signing business, it's nice to hear actual stories like yeah. you give and Brian Schooley gives. So it really keeps everyone inspired to keep moving forward. There's business out there. You just can't give up. Failure is not an option. That's, a, that's exactly right. So that podcast, again, for everyone, is, is The Loan Signing Hustle. Whatever you're listening to this on, I'm sure you can find it that it, there as well. Shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem. Um, so, Brett, if somebody was, like, brand new, wanting to get started, and they were like, hey, Brett, I want to ask you, what, what would be, like, a few golden nuggets, a, a few gems that you would give them, someone brand new getting started? I would tell somebody starting in the business to definitely study up on the docs. Um, Taking the course really helped out for me. I know you had a different route, but for me, I love studying and knowing, understanding at least the gist of the documents really helps um, set you aside from other new loan signing agents out there. Because when you're going into an escrow officer Um, escrow office and you can say hey i know how to handle funding conditions at the beginning of the closing so we can get them out of the way so it's funded by the time the closing is over so nobody has to wait around those are things that they don't just hear from um somebody walking into the office every day they like to hear that because they know that you're going to be able to take care of their closing professionally and efficiently I would give advice to study, 
really be knowledgeable and do not give up. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. That that makes sense. Um, hold on. Looks like the the platform around acted up a little bit, but uh, anyway, if you were to oh, I remember the 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 question you asked me on your podcast was. Was there an, a, a funny or unusual sign? Was that how you quoted? How, how did you say it? But like a, an unusual sign that you remember? Yeah. What was what was the weirdest, weirdest signing yes, that yes. you had? Um. Well, as you've heard on that episode, um, I'm going to reach out to your listeners now. My weirdest closing was a reverse mortgage. So. You always know when you're dealing with a reverse mortgage that it's somebody over 62, that they could be very elderly, um, and it's a lot of documents. So I went up to the house and knocked on the door. Nobody was answering. I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just taking a while on their stroller to get over. And when the woman opened the door, she was totally undressed (laughs) yeah she was totally undressed she's like i'm sorry i just got out of the bathroom and it's taking me some time i said there is no rush take your time and she had to get um her i think like diaper on and Yeah, it was very, and she's like, oh, come on in. I'm not going to make you wait out here. So it was very strange following (laughs) this elderly woman into her home while she was getting situated to get ready to be fully clothed for the closing. That was an interesting situation. But, yeah. How how long, because it was a reverse mortgage, um, how, how long did it take you? That one took me two hours. Wow. Okay. She, she had a lot of questions. She said that her lender did not go over a lot of these documents with her. So, yeah, I can always expect reverse mortgages. For me, at times, I always give an hour and a half, two hours, sure. because... You should, because these elderly people, they don't know the documents in detail, especially if it's their first time doing it, that you should definitely not book your next appointment an hour after a reverse mortgage. <laughs> yeah, true. I know exactly what you mean. Then quite a few share of uh, reverse mortgages, so I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> well, Brent, anything yeah. else you want to share with the, with the listeners or viewers? Um, I'm just happy to be here and give the loan signing hustle a listen. It's on all platforms. If you're questioning getting into the loan signing business, do not question or be on the fence about it. Just go out there and do it. Be confident with it. And there is the business out there, even with the market changing. I think it's starting to balance out now with interest rates balancing out so it's going to be a little more consistent but you have to go out and get the business and it's there so i wouldn't hesitate you're absolutely right about that well brett thanks again for for coming on and talking sharing your story i'm sure a lot of people got great nuggets from that 
Uh, and you guys also check out the Loan Signing Hustle podcast. Uh, it's a great podcast. I'm enjoying it. Uh, there's a really good episode out there with a, a guy named Derek on there. So check out that episode. <laughs> All right, Brett. Well, thanks again for, for your patience and coming on. Appreciate your time. And everyone watching and listening, thanks again. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Peak Signing Agents podcast. I hope this episode brought great value to you and your business. And if it did, please subscribe and follow the podcast and share with anyone you think could also benefit. Thank you.